Welcome to the 28th episode of Season 2 of Kenny and the Coaches. The 23-24 school year is about to start. For some of you, it started this week. And along with that comes the beginning of the 23-24 sports season. My guest on today's episode not only keeps you up to speed on what's going on with the Oklahoma high school sports scene, but he also keeps you up to date on all things sports on all levels. Mr. Mark Rogers. I'm sure you've heard him on the middle of the day show on WWLS, The Sports Animal, or back in the day on KOCO in Oklahoma City. Or you may know him from his Oklahoma pigskin preview. Or maybe even from his days on the local radio station in his hometown of Blackwell. You get my point. The guy's everywhere. And here's my conversation with Mark Rogers. All right, Mark, thanks for taking time. I know you're a busy, busy man. Thanks for taking a minute or two to visit with me a little bit. Oh, you bet. Look, I'm looking forward to it. Now, when you first signed on at the Sports Animal, uh, did you think that sports talk would uh, become as big as it is now, not just in radio but TV as well? It seems like everything, you turn on ESPN or whatever, it's a, some type of sports talk, sports debate. Did you kind of envision it getting as big as it's gotten? It's, uh, you know, really kind of started a little bit here. Al Eschbach was one of the first guys to do it mm-hmm. uh, when he did sports talk on a news talk station uh, in the evenings, and that was in the late 70s. And so I grew up listening to that. Um, you know, I, I certainly would have loved to have uh, known at the time, you know, when I started, I started doing some things in radio in 97 uh, in Oklahoma City that, yeah, if it's 2023, I'd still have a job, much less be here, <laughs> yeah. uh, that I would have taken that a million times out of a million. But uh, yeah, I didn't necessarily think of it that way, but sports is such a passion of mine uh, mm-hmm. that the uh, it, it, whether or not it was going to proliferate on a national stage, it would have been something that, that I would have certainly still have been interested in. Yeah, I mean, it just seems to me like you, no matter what, time of day even i mean it's almost like the sports highlights are not even that big of a thing anymore it's it's more you know what do you think about this or you know and it, it's and it really just seems like to me like within the last 10 years maybe i'm just more aware of it but it just seems like in the last 10 years it's just blown up you know? yeah i think and that's to me you know the, the highlights are important mm-hmm. but even when i was getting into television uh in the early 2000s it kind of became more of you know not not focusing on highlights which was which was a little bit odd to me um mm-hmm. the embrace debate stuff is not necessarily my style mm-hmm. uh, i like to have opinions on things but to be polarizing on every subject is something that i can't really to meet manufacture it's not really my style mm-hmm. uh definitely have strong opinions on things but it doesn't mean that i would have a strong opinion on every topic that comes up and i, I do think that that's to me, it, it, it's a mirror of the way that society is, like on social media and, mm. and different things like that. It's just kind of the way everything is. It's not necessarily uh, sports, you know, driven. So, mm. um, not my not my favorite part of the business. I, the, the morning shows that you know, I think you're kind of yeah. talking about, where they're more debate oriented, aren't my favorites. Um, but uh, anyway, you're right. That's kind of the way that sports is gone. Yeah. Now, with your um, on the middle of the day show. Yeah. Uh, you have your your parts where you kind of have like your 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 Twitter questions and stuff like that. Is that something that you enjoy more than just the talking, or is that just kind of just part of it and you just like doing that? I just 
I always like getting the feedback from the audience. So whether that's a Twitter uh, poll or question or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, calls, I, I, I don't like really talking to myself <laughs> say that much. So I always yeah. enjoy interaction with other people and, and listen to other people's perspectives on things. What's one of the crazier questions that you can remember someone asking? Oh man, there's all kinds of crazy questions uh, <laughs> that happens all the time. Uh, you know, and a lot of times the, the randomness of the calls, you know, we'll have a good topic going and somebody will call about something uh, totally different, yeah. c- completely different. Yeah. But that's again, that's, that's the good part of the, of the, of the format to me is the, what's unexpected. You never know mm-hmm. what's going to be in a phone call. Um, you never know what's going to be on the other end or, or what somebody might say. Yeah. Now, what would you say, not just on the middle of the day show, but from your time at WWLS, it's almost a mouthful for me. What would you say has been one of the more memorable moments you've had on air? Oh, man. Um, I, I would – that's that's kind of hard to, to put into uh, – you know, to think back all those years, yeah. getting kind of old. <laughs> uh, I know when Dusty and I were on, we had Joe Mixon's agent on, and he got real confrontational with us, uh, kind of for no reason at all. Uh, that was odd. Certainly had a couple of uh, uh, Jim and I have had a couple of arguments on air. <laughs> they got pretty <laughs> ugly at times. Yeah, uh, even more so than just for the radio aspect of it. But um, no, it's there's uh, there's too many to remember. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you know, it's, it, I don't know about what you think on that, but it's almost like you kind of, if you, when you set up the interviews that you're going to have, like, you know, the Joe Mixon's agent or just conversations with, with Jim Traber, I, I imagine that's almost, you never know what's going to happen with that. <laughs> but, that's right. Yeah. No, it's, it, there are some, I mean, some things, you know, normally you would ever think are going to go one way, but yeah, uh, yeah. definitely can go the other, you know, the other way pretty quickly. Yeah. Now, working with the personalities that you do at WWL, I'm just going to say sports animal. I can't say WWL. Sure. How important is the chemistry on air? Because it, I mean, it seems like, the reason why I'm asking you that is because it seems like you're the one that they can put with just about anyone and you work well with them. How important do you feel like chemistry is to being on air? I think it's, I think it's really important. Um, I, I, I think that most all of us, I think all of us uh, love what we do. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy being able to talk about sports and have a passion for sports. And so the chemistry is it is it too difficult? Um, because everyone kind of feels the same way, and you know, yeah. it's just kind of having casual conversations and things like we would um, if we were at an office or the coach's office or mm-hmm. uh, you know, hanging out at a bar, having some beers or whatever. I think that's the that's kind of the key to. Uh, to being able to keep people engaged and interested. Yeah, yeah. Now, kind of shifting gears a little bit. Growing up in Blackwell, a small school, uh, did, what kind of what sports did you participate in in high school? Okay, I uh, I played football, um, basketball, and ran track. And one year I was lazy in the spring and I didn't want to run track, and so I went out for tennis. Uh, and I <laughs> got out, got out of school every day at two thirty. But I I, I should have. Uh, that was my junior year. I should have ran track. I, um, uh, it, you know, it, it really helped with speed and, and, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously being able to play some other sports. So, mm-hmm. but I did have, I did have fun. I ran track my senior year and we ended up going to state in the mile relay and didn't, 
you know place there or anything like that but it was uh it was a lot of fun yeah at the end of my senior year now what was it that i mean did you have any kind of like media or journalism classes at blackwell no um i tell you one class i did have at blackwell that was really important for me uh in life was typing um i could type <laughs> yeah. uh, when i went to when I went to college and when I started doing the magazine, like in 1995, um, I was really loved sports and I thought my career path was going to be, uh, maybe law school. My dad's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, uncle is a lawyer too. Um, but I just really always had a passion for sports. And so it kind of led me into that direction after college. I didn't go to college and get a journalism degree. Oh, it's really yeah. a business degree. And then into political science. Um, and I came back to Blackwell after I graduated from OU in 1992 and worked in a bank there for a year. Mm-hmm. And during that year, I put together some advertising packages and broadcasts, uh, the football games on a local radio station, some of the baseball games. And that's really kind of how I got my start into, I mean, the very beginning of how I got my start into doing sports media. Hmm. That's pretty cool. I mean, most of the time, I would think the majority of people like, that have made it as far as you have, have some type of journalism degree, you know, that's just pretty cool. Yeah. And I, you know, journalism degrees now, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I it's, it's hard to say. I mean, I think if you're going to be in television, uh, mm-hmm. a degree in English or some other things are, are, are maybe the uh, good, uh, but that, like the art of doing television or doing radio really, there's not really much of a degree that, yeah. these days I think helps you for it. You know, it's, it's just, you can, you can learn how to do some of these things really without having to, to concentrate on a, on a, uh, earning a degree that way. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I would have known that in college. That's what my degree is in. And, and I ended up being a teacher and a coach. So yeah, you know, that, you know what, that's not a bad way to, that's not a bad way to do that either. You know what I'm saying? Cause mm-hmm. if that, if yeah. you specialize in that, um, the ability to pass on, that those things are important. Yeah, yeah. Now, kind of, you, you kind of mentioned TV a little bit. You spent some time as uh, KOCO sports director, correct? Yeah, I did. Two thousand three, two thousand and to two thousand and ten. How was that transitioning from being from radio to TV for you? Well, it's easy because was, the okay. other way would have been really difficult. Um, really? Yeah, I think uh, television. The difficult part about television is being comfortable in front of the camera. I think where um, radio teaches you to be able to, in a three-hour talk show or in a twelve-minute segment, um, mm-hmm. you have to drive that on your own. Uh, sure. And you know, for for television broadcasts, really, three minutes is the most. Three mm-hmm. to four minutes is the most you're ever on television. So I never really felt like I had to rely on uh, teleprompter or uh, you know memorization or anything like that. I mm-hmm. could just kind of ad lib the way that I would on, on the radio and made me feel a lot more comfortable because I, I will tell you is I did some things TV wise early on, um, and was really nervous. Um, but that was before <laughs> yeah. I had a lot more experience in radio mm-hmm. and then it just allowed me to be comfortable and, and never really worried that I was going to crash and burn out there, which gives you the anxiety to, to not look comfortable. Yeah. You know, that was one thing. When I first got out of college and I worked at a local TV station in Sherman, I'd, uh, I was just a photographer. And you know how all at TV stations, photographers always want to end up being reporters. So they let me be the weekend reporter. Yeah. And it just, I mean, it was so, for me, because I'm not the type, I'm not a public speaker type person. I'm, mm-hmm. I get nervous. But every time I was on camera, it just, it never bothered me. 
I mean, I just, my parents or someone asked me, how do you do that without making your arms? I'm just talking to a, a camera. I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm just that's, worried about reading my script. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's how you got to do it. That's right. If you, if you just, you just kind of feel you know, like you're having a conversation with somebody, it, it takes a lot of the anxiety away. Yeah. Now, covering all the sports in Oklahoma, not, well, not just Oklahoma, I mean, you do national stuff too, that you do at all levels, what, what does a typical week look like for you? Well, it just depends. I mean, like we just finished up the um, Oklahoma Pigskin preview mm-hmm. last week, and uh, a lot of those days are uh, spent doing some research, talking to coaches, um, writing articles, uh, things like that, putting together schedules. Uh, and I, I do have a pretty extensive kind of database of, of uh, statistics and, and high school scores and things like that for uh, for the Oklahoma high school especially in football um so right now until we get ready for uh football season it uh, typically would be get up in the morning and have a cup of coffee maybe work a crossword and then <laughs> do some things to, to research and to think about talking on the radio and look for topics and uh sometimes even look look for topics that aren't necessarily sports related also mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, I, I have a, a secondary job where I do purchase media for the Ocho Missouri tribes uh, casinos. Mm-hmm. And so I, I spend every day, at least in some capacity, working on that. Wow. Uh, and when I left television in 2010, I, I went to work at Lucky Stars, their marketing director. Mm-hmm. And, and then after uh, that position, I've been working for the Ocho Missouri tribe since 2015. And it's uh, something that I really kind of am fascinated in is the other side of media. Yeah, and advertising and what and what works. Wow, Man, that, that sounds like pretty busy days. I mean, especially like when you have to put that pigskin preview together. I can just imagine. I mean, you're trying to cover and make everyone every high school. Yeah, I know you want to try to cover all the high schools, but I know it's kind of hard to get too in depth with some because it's hard to get in touch with them. You know, it, just, it, it is. I mean, I, I, w- I would say this is that it, it, it is a little bit of a challenge. I in the years that I was first doing the magazine from started in '95. You know, 98, 99 um, were probably – I started in TV in 2001 and that kind of – and radio in 97. And so that like 98, 99 were those books where I put everything together, wrote every article, uh, got all the pictures. Man. Things have become so much more easy to do now, yeah. uh, covering with, with email and uh, photos and, and things like that, that uh, I would look back on that kind of feel like it was quite an accomplishment to be able to – uh, to put together a magazine like that with all the hard work I had to do uh, over the summer to get everybody in there. So yeah, it could be, it could be a challenge yeah. at times. Yeah. Cause I know <laughs> just even in doing this, trying to get in touch with coaches, it's sometimes some, I just kind of give up on some cause I can't ever find their number or, or email or they won't respond or this, that, or the other. I can't, I couldn't imagine trying to get every single coach in Oklahoma. <laughs> I think, I think it's, I think it's, it's definitely changed a lot. I mean, access is easier now with, with email, mm-hmm. um, but uh, you know, hey, summertime is a, is a, a lot of time. And, and listen, you know this, Kenny. I mean, think about how much has changed with the requirements of athletes. Yes, uh, yes. You know, it, it, if uh, you know, maybe schools twenty five years ago would have a four week summer pride, and that's it. But now, you know, you're kind of committed over the entire summer, whether it be basketball or football or mm-hmm. or whatever sport you're involved in. And so, I think. I think the workload of coaches has changed pretty significantly mm-hmm. uh, in the in the last 
two decades. Yeah, that kind of transitions into what I was going to ask you next. I was going to ask you about how the high school athlete has changed, but how do you kind of, I guess the, the programs, like how, to me, it's almost similar to college because I was fortunate enough to be able to play college football. And it's like the stuff that we would do as college athletes, it's almost like now that's what high school athletes have to do. Have you kind of noticed that being the, the norm? Yeah, I think that's right. I think there's there's a lot more demands. Um, and I think that that to me is kind of tough. I, I, I really always have um, appreciated the coaches that – allowed their students to play all the sports. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think most coaches today would say that that's what they want to do. I I think we've kind of gotten away from, you know, encouraging specialization that maybe there was a time and that that worked that way for four or five years. I do think it's tough in the summer because uh, you can play seven on seven in the summer. You can, uh, you know, basketball goes all summer long. If you're a football basketball athlete, clearly baseball was, I was something that, that players do too. I think that coaches just have to be patient with, mm-hmm. uh, with kids that maybe choose one thing over the other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it almost is like, there's like a, an unofficial schedule for the summer for athletes. It's like, you know, the end of May, once you get out of school, you kind of get a week off and then June is all basketball. And then July starts softball and or fast pitch and football, you know, it's like, yeah. and that's, but it's always, it seems like anymore, I know, like, whenever I was in school, our summer pride was – it was just football players. There weren't any other athletes. But, I mean, I went to a small school, so there weren't a lot. But now it's like – and it's nice to see this, too. It's like all the coach, coaches at all schools have kind of gotten together and be like, okay, we just need to make our kids better athletes, so we're all going to do summer pride. You know, we might split it up with girls and boys at certain times. But it's it's nice seeing, like you were saying, the lack of people wanting – specializations because you know you always hear stories of ex-coach telling a kid not to play another sport so they can be good at their sport it's kind of like we were saying everybody wants just kids to be good athletes and just wants them to work hard and I, I think you can kind of overall just like in the past you know 10-15 years you can kind of notice that kids I don't know it just seems like they they're working harder because it seemed like there's a time that it was like kids were, you know, they didn't want to get out of the house. Now it's like they want to get out and work, you know. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of demands to play the, the sports right now. Yeah, and then, you know, and there's also the flip side of that. You know, you've got some older coaches that kind of want kids to enjoy their summer. You know, and that, that's kind of nice too because it can be you, kids can get burnt out on it, and I've seen it happen. But I think it's. Honestly, I think if you give give kids something to look forward to, like an end result, like a an end goal, then I think that they'll once they kind of get past that initial, oh, this is not very fun at all. They end up having fun with it. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. I agree. Yeah. Now, what are I know you said you've been doing this for for a long time, but is there any moment? in covering sports at, at any, you know, for whatever it is that you did that you remember that sticks out to you at any, at, and at OU, from OU or from high school, any moment that you were on hand that kind of sticks out to you? Oh yeah. There's, there's just a ton. I mean, it's almost, there's too many to mention. Um, you know, I, I do remember, uh, 2001, the, uh, you know, Keywan Jones, um, state championship or it wasn't state championship game. It was uh, the game against union where, um, 
you know, 21 seconds left, and he went 80 yards on a on a screen play to win that game. One of the better high school games I think that I've ever seen. Uh, that mm-hmm. had a really good high school game this past year between McAllister and Dell City. That went into overtime. That had a crazy, crazy finish in the last couple of minutes. Um, but that's what's great about sports is those oh. things happen all the time. Yeah, you know. Um, you mentioned you, that Dell City one. I totally forgot about that until you mentioned it. I remember that ending. I remember seeing the video of it. Yeah, that was one of the better games that uh, that I've covered. Mm. Oh, you were on hand for that one. Wow, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, cool. we we did that. We that was one of our Squirtle games of the week. Oh wow! Now speaking of of, of Squirtle, how how big has that seven on seven tournament gotten over the years? Because it, I know like last summer, I kind of, I just, I'm always looking at Squirtle or whatever. And I noticed it was like you had interview after interview and like highlight after highlight. How big has that gotten over the years? It's gotten big. Um, and, and they do a great job covering sports. I think now they're up to 90 schools, mm-hmm. um, streaming service. And I'll put a, I'll put a plug in for those guys is that they, they, cover the sport for the right reason. I think they're really trying yes. to help, um, you know, bring coverage to kids and, and bring more publicity to the sport, you know, don't charge for their streaming service. And, uh, I, I just, I think that they, they're outstanding and, and they are people that are in it for the right reason, not just to uh, be there to try to make as much money as possible. Yeah, man. You know, there's so many of those different streaming services that schools can get. And it's just, it just, that's the one I always go to when I'm looking for stuff. I mean, she, it, there were even times last year, I, I was at Empire the previous year, and we just moved up, or they just moved up, I guess I can say they now, <laughs> just moved up to 11, man, and I didn't, I was a defensive coordinator at the time, and I didn't have any film on any of these people that we were going to play, so I kind of, I would go to Squirtle and find some old games and <laughs> kind of start breaking down film that way. You know? Yeah, no, I mean, and, and the, the, those resources out there, that's a, you know, not a bad way to do it. There's a ton of archive footage up there for sure yeah now before i let you go i'm gonna ask you uh, this is kind of a new thing i I started on here Um, i'm gonna ask you three big questions okay all right okay number one what is something that most people might not know that mark rogers is bad at uh okay i'm bad at um I'm definitely bad at golf, um, but you probably know that from me talking on the radio. I wasn't going to bring it up because uh, the last time I listened to you the other day, you were talking about uh, people staying off of you for your golf game. So yeah, <laughs> I wasn't going to bring I, it I up. I did. On my, my, my vacation this week, I, I was really excited. I played on Monday. I was going to play in the 4th of July tournament on Tuesday. <clears throat> and I, I think my golf clubs are about to be on um, Facebook Marketplace. Uh, <laughs> so I, I did tell somebody that, uh, hey, I'm – thinking about throwing my clubs in the uh in the water at the end of this round and they said don't do that you could probably get a hundred bucks for them online so uh <laughs> that tells you a little bit about how bad i am oh man but you know and that's a sport that golly i mean i've played this week this the dead period week i've played i think i played every day this week and it you know and it's like when you go out i'm sure you're probably in the same boat you go out you have a decent round or you hit maybe not even decent round you hit one decent shot and that's the one that keeps bringing you back. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, but I'm still looking for that shot. So maybe I mean <laughs> I have to. I'm, I'm going to have to try to give it another go here. But it's been a great year to play with uh, with the temperatures the way that they've been. So I'm I'm hopefully if I don't have that that shot that keeps me coming back in the next couple of rounds, and I might not be back. <laughs> All right. All right. Number two, if you could visit with any athlete, past or present, any level, who would it be? Oh man, 
this is interesting because you know I'm a huge fan of the uh, of the Cardinals, okay. and um, I but, but covering that team, I've had a chance to do it a couple of times. Hmm. It it's difficult to separate being a fan and being um, the media because mm-hmm. it's. Uh, I mean, those guys. If, when you're a fan, I think people live in your mind as as legends. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yes. and it's hard. They, they let you down. They let you down, and it's not on a personal level. Mm-hmm. And then when you interact with them, sometimes people can let you down on a personal level, and it makes it tough to be a fan. And I'm not trying to say that there's any separation between that, but it. Uh, for example, I grew up an OU football fan, um, and then when I covered the team, it was just a little bit different. It causes me not to be as much of rooting for a team, but kind of rooting for individuals because yes. some people treat you better than, than others. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the question is past or present, what athlete would I like to, to, uh, to talk to or yes. from the past, mm-hmm. man, uh, I, I, the, again, I think it would be Ozzie Smith. Awesome. Um, and that would be as a fan, you know, just a chance to sit down and talk to him, um, about, reliving some of those great Cardinals days. Yeah. I mean, I, the fan experience to me is, is better than the, the media experience. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Cause like you said, you, you can, you can meet those people and just end up being this. I mean, and you get a different, you get a different person when you're a media and when you're, when you're a media person and when you're, when they know you're a fan. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Now well, last, I, I oh. think, I think that's what I'm I think it's more for me is that, uh, you know, I'd re- it's more fun to be a fan than it is to be in the media. You know what I'm saying? Is like oh, I said, yeah. you it, you don't you don't you experience success and failure and letdown just on the level of the game, not where it's something that you know involves feelings and things like that. So yeah. And, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, that was, that was it for me. Well, and you know, and I think a lot of times whenever an athlete knows that you're coming to them as a member of the media, they almost put up a wall. They, it, it's you know. very guarded. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. You're right. All right. Now, final question. This one's a little off the wall. You go to your local deli, and on the menu is the Mark Rogers sub. What's on it? Well, first of all, there's not going to be any vegetables on it. Um, <laughs> so it's more like a Cuban sub, I think. I mm. think we're putting Swiss, ham, uh, pork, maybe a little, some kind of a little Italian meat in there as well. So it's going to be heavy on the meat, light on the veggies, um, and probably really I can't think of any kind of sauce that would go on there. So, mm. uh, yeah, that's just, that's what it's going to be. So just a dry sub with a lot of a lot, a lot of meat and a lot of meat and a lot of cheese. Yeah, <laughs> right. no, okay, I, I mean I like a I like a Philly, but I want my onions and peppers well done and, and then kind of uh, light light order. I got you. I got you. Well, Mark, man, I've taken enough of your time. I just want to say thank you again for doing this, and good luck to you going forward. Uh, Anytime, Kenny. Thanks. Have a good season this year. I appreciate it. Thanks to Mark for being on the podcast today, and thank you for listening. New episodes come out every Sunday at 10 a.m. on your favorite podcasting site. And don't forget about Not So Instant Replay every Wednesday at noon. You can search the Kenny and the Coaches library on the official Kenny and the Coaches website. There's a link in the description, and you can also find links to the podcast on the Kenny and the Coaches Facebook page. And if you're on Twitter, just search at Kenny Coaches. And remember, that's K-E-N-N-E-Y and the Coaches. Until next time.